welcome. This is Brian, your host for Behind the Study, a podcast from the Institute for Hospitality and Tourism Research at Ryerson University. This series is all about taking a deep dive into the lives and careers of hospitality and tourism researchers. On this episode, I'll be chatting with Shannon Guillen from the Travel Corporation. I am thrilled to have Shannon, a member of our advisory council, bringing her industry perspectives to the podcast. Shannon has led sea kayaking tours in Newfoundland, culinary tours in Winnipeg, and hiking tours in Iceland. Her work has brought her around the world, and she continues to make a worldwide impact as the chief sustainability officer for a travel company comprised of 40 different brands. Keep listening to hear insights from this sustainable tourism expert on Behind the Study. Today on the podcast, we have Shannon Guillen from the Travel Corporation. Welcome, Shannon. Hi there. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for joining us. Before we really dive in and explore your career in the travel industry, can you um, give us a quick introduction about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. My name, as you said, Shannon Guillen, and I'm the Chief Treadwright and Sustainability Officer for the Travel Corporation family of brands. TTC represents brands such as Trafalgar, Insight Vacations, Uniworld River Cruises, Contiki Red Carnation Hotels, and uh, we have 40 brands in the portfolio. Wow, that's quite an extensive portfolio that you have. Um, How long have you been working there? What's the big things going on there right now? I have, you know, I I used to work at a a consulting agency and they were a client for many, many years. So my relationship goes back a long time. However, I didn't come in-house until about a year and a half ago. Um, And specifically because the organization had reached a level of sophistication on sustainability where it really needed to combine, appoint somebody to oversee the many, many, many initiatives, as you can imagine, at 40 brands. Um, and so I came on to be, uh, to, to lead sustainability uh, sort of in, in what we, we refer to as the executive committee. I see. Okay. So this podcast, well, it is, of course, looking at the company that you work for and the work that you do, it's its more so about who you are and uh, exploring what you've learned throughout your, your life and career. In that regard, I'd love to hear about your history, sort of where you started, and if you could bring us through some of the key points throughout your career that have led you to your current position. Yeah, absolutely. So I started as a sea kayak guide. I'm from Newfoundland originally. And my first job in the industry when I was 16 was guiding people out at Terra Nova National Park and up on the southern shore on sea kayak excursions, single day, multi-day morning trips. And it was the best gig I ever had. And it definitely got me in. I mean, it's, it's what propelled me into travel and tourism. At the time, it's when, uh, I won't date myself, but it's when you know, there was a cod moratorium. We were really moving into travel and tourism. It was really starting to, to catch on in the province. And it struck me as that tourism was kind of just happening um, with no, with, with you know, from where I s- sat in 
on top of the ocean in a tiny sea kayak. It just, you know, there were, were a lot more whale watching ships, a lot more kayak out for it. It was just sort of this boom. And it didn't seem to me that there was a lot of planning in place. Shannon went on to study recreation management and environmental education at Acadia University and afterwards earned a Master's of Science in Tourism and Environmental Management from Oxford Brookes University in the UK. Yeah, and from there I just started to work with uh, tour operators. I uh, worked in operations for a while at a, at a Toronto-based luxury uh, operator called Butterfield and Robinson, kind of got my start there. I guided bike tours for many, many years. Worked with a tour operator called Road Trips in Winnipeg and built them a series of culinary experiences in concert with Michelin, the Red Guide, European-based. Worked with Dr. Gracci and Dr. Dodds on the Icarus Foundation for uh, a pretty, I mean, it was just under a year. And then I started my own thing somewhere in there. I started a company called Bannekin seems like you have really dedicated so much time, if not all of your work, to this sustainable tourism uh, field, which is, which is really great to see. And I'm, I'm interested in hearing if there's any sort of particular projects you've gotten to work on in any of these uh, places or roles you've held that have really uh, stuck out to you um, and that you've learned a lot from. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I learned a ton at Butterfield and Robinson in operations. And I learned a ton because there was, I just had this series of experiences while I was at BNR where I was fortunate to sort of be the person they threw in to, to fix a few things, you know. So, you know, we had some challenges in Iceland operationally and they sent me up there uh, for three or four months to work with the local guides, to guide myself. I think I did three or four back-to-back -back trips. They were hiking trips at the time. Um, and we had we had this, they work on a model where they'll, they'll send in the BNR guide, but then of course work with local suppliers. And it was this like four month immersion into the way in which local suppliers work with global tour operators in the entire travel trade distribution system. And it was fascinating and I loved it. I, I would retire to being a guide who know, maybe, maybe I will one day, um, hiking, paddling and riding bikes, you know, it's what we do in this space. So that was wonderful. It was a great experience. I learned, I learned a lot. I learned about the intricacies of the relationships between suppliers and operators and buyers. And being a buyer for Butterfields is a pretty fortunate place to be in because you're, you know, you're pretty, you're pretty well regarded as an operator. They sent me to Peru. They sent me to China. They sent me to Greenland. Um, so it was a killer gig. And, you know, when I then started um, with my former business partner, Bannekin Travel and Tourism, I just felt really well equipped to work with local suppliers. And I felt that um, I understood the buying process, the, the building of trips, the delivery process, and it was, it was great. So from being immersed in this world of local and sustainable tourism for so long, I'm wondering what sort of other impact this has had on you in the way that you approach the industry through your work. I mean, impacts in the way that I work, I would say, you know, the 
travel and tourism is funny because there's, I now work for one of the biggest family owned, if not the biggest family owned company in the business, but I come from um, the small to medium enterprise side of thing, mom and pops. And in Canada in particular, you know, last stat, I think it was 78 to 80% of the industry is SMEs. So there's, it's very bottom heavy on these small, on the small businesses and very top heavy on, on the tour, the, the suppliers. And, you know, rarely do you have the opportunity to work with both. And I think it really, in my job now, allows me to appreciate that we are nothing without our supply chain, though disparate it may be. Those suppliers are everything at a destination level. Um, and I think it's just, you know, I have a, I have a real strong, strong regard and affinity towards small business owners. It's, it's, it's not always a cakewalk. It's very rarely a case, especially in COVID. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. On this podcast, I interview a lot of academics who do research, you know, of course for their jobs, but with usually with the intention of publishing it in an academic journal or presenting it at a conference. And so I'm curious, you know, as someone working directly with an industry, what sort of role does research play in your life and how does it uh, sort of direct you in your job? That's a great question. It depends on the research. Consumer behavior, consumer activity. So um, what travelers want, where they want to go, how much they want to spend, who our demographic is, the diversity of our demographic. That's critical. Academic research, when it comes to issues like climate change, um, managing food waste, some destination stewardship, it has a place. The problem with tourism research is it's, in my opinion, heavily based on case studies, which is great, but so rarely is what you're trying to do informed by case studies simply because destinations are so unique in mm -hmm. so many ways. There's really no roadmap for travel and tourism. Everybody wants a rule book and there's no rule book because every scenario is very, very different. So they'll always, you know, research will always inform you. Um, but in my, in my job, strategies, action plans, so forward thinking, uh, worthwhile. Research on tech and consumer behavior, worthwhile. Um, otherwise, it doesn't come into it too, too much. And I, I don't know if you would necessarily agree with this, but I, I, I would say that any of those kinds of strategizing for the future could be considered research, in, at least in the process of, of creating those plans. Yeah, I would consider it the sort of consultative process. So as a former consultant, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, so for instance, in my job in, in September, we just launched a new five-year sustainability strategy for the Travel Corporation, TTC, and all of the brands. So it includes 11 goals tied to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals with a very robust um, action plan and um, complementary reporting structure that goes into place so that we can report annually against progress to those goals. Um, and in order to get there, my approach to sustainability at the Travel Corporation is very much on a business function perspective. So um, what that means to me is that uh, it, sustainability needs to be baked into our operations teams, baked into our marketing teams. In order to create that strategy, we had to talk to all of those teams, sales uh, at the organization extensively because they are the experts. So I would, you know, sure, you can refer to it as research. 
um, definitely, you know, the, the process, the sort of standard consultation process was, was, was critical. I next asked Shannon if she could comment her thoughts regarding the duality of tourism as a force for good while also contributing negatively to the planet, for instance, through carbon emissions. It's challenging. Travel and tourism is, has been very successful over the past 15, 20 years to the point where we have made quote unquote destinations or communities critically reliant on us. So, you know, the rapid cessation of travel, which we have tragically seen, I never thought we would ever see that, um, has had widespread devastating impacts on communities, on wildlife conservation, on small business, you name it. We, you know, this isn't anything new to anybody. So, you know, we, we appreciate now finally uh, and tragically does sort of the, the global environment have an appreciation of the economic value of travels and tourism. Everybody always knew it was big, but they didn't, they didn't necessarily see it trickle down into F and B and restaurants and cafes and zoos and wildlife conservation and just, you know, the, the sort of tourism resources that we all uh, in the industry take for granted. But the challenge is, of course, we rely on, on air travel to get everywhere that we need to go. And so that is a, that is a problem we need to address. Um, and I do believe that in our current use of technology, the cost is going to be considerable. And then you're, you're weighing the cost um, to climate change versus the benefit to the community and livelihoods, cultural preservation, wildlife conservation, all those things, tourism is critical to those things. Um, and that's why in my, in my work, just got off a World Travel and Tourism um, Council call this morning all about this. Um, you know, we, we need to, to address the challenge of air travel, and that's a mouthful, uh, and be it through carbon capture, sustainable aviation fuel, um, all of the things that are not just, just not yet there from a science and, and, and scalability perspective. That's what we need to focus on in order to be able to say we are, yeah, truly sustainable. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very real take on the, the issues with tourism, so I appreciate that. Just before we sort of wrap up this conversation, um, I always like to hear from people who or what they sort of reference as having the, the greatest impact on them throughout their career. So if there's any particular people, former colleagues, teachers who've had a big influence on you I, I, and you'd like to share that, I'd love to hear that. I've also had people talk about books or generally just some experiences that they really credit as shaping who they are. I guess there's a lot of things we can look at here, sort of experiences and people. From an experience side of things, I mean, I'm a Newfoundlander. I, I will always be a Newfoundlander. And I grew up at a young age in a place where tourism was a primary sort of, you know, economic tool. And so I think that that matters when you grow up in a, you grew up in Toronto and yeah, tr people come, but you don't necessarily see it. You grow up in Newfoundland, it's inescapable. Um, your, your very culture is, is, is sold in shops. You know what I mean? The, 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 the gloves you grew up wearing that your grandmother made are, are, are sort of souvenirs now. So that, I mean, that's a really different perspective. Um, and I love that province and think it's 
an amazing tourism destination, but you know, when it was when it was coming along, it's not without its flaws from a development perspective. So I think about it all the time. Um, and it informs my decisions in a very real way. With respect to people, uh, as a female in the industry, I always talk about, she will laugh if she, oh, she won't hear this, I'm sure, but Leslie Bruce, who's the, um, I think she is an executive director, she heads up Banff Tourism. She was my boss at Butterfield and Robinson. And I finally got a chance to tell her this story. I was negotiating for um, a, a project that they were going to pay me extra for, and I did a really appalling job. Um, and the CEO at the time brought me into Leslie and said, Shannon doesn't understand how to negotiate. She doesn't understand her worth. You need to help her because she can never, she needs to understand this going forward. And it was pivotal. And I always say to uh, women and young women and men, anyone just, you know, to appreciate your worth and to ask for, I guess, more than you feel comfortable asking. Um, and I'll never forget that. Thanks, Les. That's great advice. Thanks for passing that on to us. So we're almost at the end of our time today, and I just wanted to ask if there's any last notes that you'd like to leave us with before we close out the interview for today. Sure. I mean, I think there's one thing for anyone who's listening and is aspiring to be in the industry. Um, what I what I think is folly and what I wish to never see happen is this, oh, you work in, you're a sustainable tourism consultant. Oh, you work in, well, no, it's just the industry now. So it's just the industry. We need to stop differentiating between sustainable tourism and, 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 and other forms of tourism. It must all move towards sustainability and embrace structures like the SDGs address climate change. Because now what, um, what is critical for people to appreciate is that sustainability is now tied, I believe, and at the Travel Corporation, we believe to business resiliency and industry resiliency. Um, and so, you know, it's all of those people out there that want to be in sales, they want to be in partnerships, they want to be in operations. Well, this now is, it's part of your wheelhouse and it needs to become part of your wheelhouse. And I, I just want to see more of that. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you think that sustainability could be like the key to rebuilding? It's the key to rebuilding. It's how we all must return. We must do so better. And it has to be at every level, at the niche market, up to the sort of what you might consider the mass um, operators. Because of course, if it's just happening in the niche space, that's not scale. If it's happening at every pace, um, every level, I should say, that's scale. Um, and, and nobody wants another travel cessation. So if we do not if we do not address sustainability in a in a, a very you know fulsome way, it's going to happen again, and we won't survive it again. So it might be twenty years from now, but regardless, it's mm -hmm. going to take a while to come back from it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Shannon. Thanks for sharing all of your insight with us. Thanks. Great to chat with you. Once again, that was Shannon Guillen from the Travel Corporation. Visit ttc.com and treadright.org to learn more about what Shannon and everyone at the Travel Corporation is doing to make travel matter. Behind the Study is produced by the Institute for Hospitality and Tourism Research at Ryerson University's Ted Rogers School of Management. Follow us on LinkedIn as well as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at htmresearch and visit our website at htmresearch.ca. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Goodbye.